Jesus, the Son of God, came to earth and dwelt among us. What was his life like here on earth? How did the Savior live his final days before his crucifixion, a day that changed the world forever? Join us on the Struggles We Grow From podcast as we look at the life of Jesus. Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. It's Sydney and Austin here, and we are so excited that you have joined us for Tuesday's episode as we are journeying through Holy Week together. And I think that this is just so good because I was thinking about today how, you know, you go to church on Sunday, right? So Sunday, maybe you get, you know, a Palm Sunday sermon. I know some people... Isn't this Monday? I know, but just let me finish and you're, you'll you get where I'm going. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Today is. So... <laughs> So Palm Sunday, you're at church, right? So you get a, a maybe a Palm Sunday ser- sermon. Then you go throughout the week in your way, and then your Sunday, and it's Easter. And so you kind of, if you don't own your own study and research, well, what really happened each day, you don't really know. No. So I think, like, that was the main reason why we wanted to do this, um, is to study that for ourselves. Yeah. And for you, because we don't just do this for you. I mean, we love you guys. <laughs> but this, honestly, like sitting here together, reading scripture and talking through it is great for us. <laughs> okay. All right. So today on Monday, I'm going to kind of list out the things that happened on this day. Um, it's a lot. Well, a lot, I mean, we're trying to keep our episodes within the 20-minute-ish, 25-minute range, and if we read every single thing that happened on this day in Scripture and talked about it, we would be here for a very long time. Yeah. So, we decided, all right, we are going to tell you and kind of list out these are the things that happened on this day, and then we have chosen two of the things to study in depth, but I'm going to tell you where you can find things in scripture so that if you want to read the other things, we highly encourage you to do that on your own. Yes. All right. So here's the list of things that happened on Monday during this holy week. (laughs) So first, well, so the, the day before Jesus spent the night in Bethany. So on Monday, he leaves Bethany Then he curses the fig tree on the way into the city. Then he weeps and cries over Jerusalem. Then he cleanses the temple for the second time in his ministry. That's important. Um, And then later in the day, he looks into the temple and then leaves the city. And then lastly, he spends the night again in Bethany. It's a lot of things. It is. So... Where all these things can be found is nothing is in John. And we've been looking at John this whole time. So we're not going to be in John today. But if you look in Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, start in chapter 21 and start reading around verse 12. Read through. You can find some of the things there. Mark chapter 11, starting with verse 22. And in Luke chapter 19, starting with verse 45. So look around there and I will also 
have this on our website page and in the description, all of these things so that you can go there and look at those again if you missed anything or you want to read some something. Because um, we know some of you are probably, I don't know, what do people do when they're listening to podcasts? Well, I'm driving or mowing the yard. Right. Or so you might desk. not have your Bible in front of you right now. So look in the description of the episode and you'll find all the stuff there. All right. So we wanted to look at two things. And what are they, Austin? We're going to be looking at the fig tree yeah. and we're going to be looking at Jesus weeping over Jerusalem mm. specifically. So one of those is in Matthew, the other one's in Luke. So we're going to start in Matthew, right? Yes. All right. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Matthew. All right. I've got all my scripture journals here. Excuse me. Normally I have one, but I've got several today. It's okay. Yeah. All right. We're in Matthew 21, right? Yes. All right. Why don't you go ahead and read that section of scripture for okay, us? Okay, so we are reading um, Jesus cursing the fig tree as he is coming into the city. Okay, so we're in... Starting the day off hot. Matthew 21, verse 19. I mean, 18. In the morning as he was returning to the city, he became hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the wayside, he went to it and found nothing on it but only leaves. And he said to it, may no fruit ever come from you again. And the fig tree withered at once. When the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, how did the fig tree wither at once? And Jesus answered them, truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Mm. Now that's also in a different book, and it kind of goes in a little bit more in depth, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It do you does. Need to read that as well. Sure. Okay, so that is. That's in Mark. Yeah. Time. So that is in Mark 11. Here we go. I was already turned to it. Look at there. Um, so he says to the fruit, so I'm in Matthew 11. Mark around, 11. I mean Mark, two M words. Mark chapter 11, starting with verse 12. Um, so where we're going on, I would like to get to where we are in. Oh, no, wait. Verse 20 is where I'm at. I was saying 12. Mark chapter 11, verse 20. There we go. As they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain... Be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass. It will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And whatever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, 
so that your Father also, who is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. Mm. So that's kind of where they remembered him cursing it in the morning. And they're coming back after being in the city. And they're like, oh, remember, there's that fig tree that you that you cursed. Yeah. And, and they, then he, Mark goes over the actually cursing of the fig tree, starting in verse 12. So that's where you were getting 12 from. Aha. Okay. Light bulb. So there we go. So let's talk about the fig tree. Let's. Okay. So you, you go ahead. All right. Thoughts on the fig tree. Thoughts on the fig tree. Do I believe Jesus was just hangry? No. Could he have been? Maybe. But. Is hangry a sin? I'm going to use that from now on. I'm hangry. It's not a sin, though. No, no, no. So well, it says, there's somewhere in the Bible it says be angry and sin not. Not be angry. <laughs> if you are angry. The Bible says be angry. Um, so, yes, anger is not a sin, but it's what you do with the anger that's the sin. So, do I believe... Cursed trees. That's my first question. Is, what? Like, I would think, and I guess in Jesus's mind, he sees it all, okay? So, he probably purposely did that, I believe. Sorry, there's like cars and everything. Our window is rolled down because we need some air up in here. Rolled down? I mean, roll. <laughs> thinking I'm in a car. Ooh. The window is up. Okay, anyway. Now that I think about it, he did that because he knew there would be a lesson mm -hmm. to teach from that. Yep. To the disciples about that the power the you know Jesus' power living within you one day the spirit's going to be in you you're going to have mm -hmm. my resurrection power within you but at the same time when you first read that especially if maybe like you're a newer believer mm -hmm. or you're it's kind of hard to understand you're probably thinking like why even curse it to begin with like if i see a tree and i'm hungry and there's nothing on it i'm just going to walk away and go find another one mm. here's the question What's the purpose of that tree? Maybe it's just not. No, no, no. What's the purpose of the tree? To bear fruit. <clears throat> so if something is not doing what it's designed, it's purposeful design for. So let we have a lot of crops. So let's say you've got a corn stalk. I'm gonna I'm gonna let them I'm gonna let them ride it out till they die. <laughs> okay. Well, we get a, we've got corn, so let's say all of our stocks grow, and they're vibrant, they're green, but they're not producing any corn. I'm going to deal water. I'm hoping that they do. <laughs> they're worse. What do you mean, do go out there and just chop it all down? Yes, you but see that. See, that's different because Jesus just walked up on this thing. That's different, really, from my brain. And I'll be honest, and I'll tell you why is because I worked my off in that garden so i'm like please baby come on come on i'll be watering it I that, that's like where my mind is right now okay so take the work out of the equation <laughs> because okay. jesus essentially did make that tree okay well he didn't have to work as hard as me well being 
being infinite and finite is I not know, a part of the equation. Okay. But if something is not fulfilling its purpose, right. you get rid of it. There's no farmer. Let me. There's no <laughs> professional farmer <laughs> that's gonna let. What are you saying? I ain't professional. <laughs> no, baby. We digging in sand in the land. But uh, come on, bear with me. No professional farmer is gonna let crop grow and waste their water and their time if it's not gonna yield fruit. Yeah. So if this fig tree was designed to bear fruit, yield fruit. So that those around can eat it and it wasn't performing its task. Why waste your time with it? Yeah. So, I mean, you've got to think about it logically. So this isn't like a sproutling. Jesus walked up on a sproutling and said, man. (laughs) This would have, when he walked up on a fig tree, he would have known it was a fig tree. You have to apply the reality that fig trees would have been prominent or popular and they would have known exactly how old it was by how what it looked like and that it was at the stage of bearing fruit so this is a parallel for israel for jerusalem which goes into the next part that we'll talk about as jesus weeps over jerusalem jerusalem is not bearing the spiritual fruit that it was designed to bear it's not fulfilling the purpose that it was created for. Yeah, one time the whole world went and he just, God flooded it. I mean, that's dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank God we had the rainbow because the rainbow means, remember, he has promised of not flooding it again. But, yeah. So and that- there's somewhere else in scripture that's like if you're, wait, I don't know if I'm saying this right. There's a part, it's like if you're, if your hand is not, if your hand's causing you to stumble, cut it oh, off. Oh, Matthew 5. Yeah. Cut it off. Gouge out your eye. Yeah. I mean, not, please don't gouge out your eye. If <laughs> anyone's watching. No, no, no. I think Paul writes about that. Yeah, yeah. Not Matthew 5. Um, okay. So, so going back to the fig tree. Yeah. This is important because, again, we're, we're going into Jesus He's about to weep over. He's about to go in. He's about to cleanse the temple. So it's literally foreshadowing the entire day that Jesus is about to have is this fig tree. Mm-hmm. The things that were supposed to bear fruit are not bearing the right fruit. So if someone is like, what are you getting out there bearing fruit? What do you really mean there? So a great example is Israel, Jerusalem, rejects the Messiah. The spiritual fruit that they were supposed to bear was believing faith. Like That's what they were designed to, to be in relationship with God, to have believing faith, to see the Messiah, because that's what they were all hoping for. But when the Messiah was revealed, because Jesus showed up on the scene, whether we're getting into the doctrine of grace or predestination, I'm just giving you surface level. The eyes were not open. They did not bear the spiritual fruit. So when something is not bearing the spiritual fruit, it's uprooted, it's cut off. That even goes into the section where Jesus weeps over. He said, the day is coming when you're going to be laid under siege. The day is coming when the foundation is going to be buried. 
So this is just like if you know someone who says, yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. And if you ever thought to yourself, what do you, what do you do that, that makes yourself a Christian? Hmm. Like I don't, and you, and you literally don't see any evidence in their life of yes, like they're following Jesus by the words they say. I don't know if you went to Sunday school. I was in GAs back in the day. Okay, there was RAs, GAs. GAs was Girls in Action, and we had a song, and it was the fruits of the spirit. And it was like the fruits of the spirit's not a coconut. The fruit. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it was a song, and that song goes in to the fruits of the spirit, um, and goes through them all. Peace. Joy, patience, self-control, um, all of those. If any of those are not evident, and that's what we mean by bearing fruit. Fruit you can see on the tree. Yeah. You see it. It's evident. Yes, they have good fruit. So if you don't see it, then so that's what we're getting at. Yeah. Um, so moving along with the fig tree we covered the part of why he cursed it in the beginning um reading on some people might say you know well jesus is saying that whatever you want you say it and you believe it name it claim it you're gonna have it so what do you say to that this passage is not talking about disbelief, and it's not talking about an emphasis on doubting. What it is, is it's talking about an emphasis on the freedom that comes from the confidence that who God is. So Jesus isn't getting at, hey, if you have the confidence, you name it and claim it, whatever you want. Or you don't get the things in life because you don't have enough both of those are the same question. You're just asking them differently. That's the paradigm with the prosperity gospel is that it's, well, you don't have enough faith to be healed. You don't have enough faith to get out of your circumstances. You don't have enough faith. The emphasis is on you. So it's almost like Catholicism when you really get down and you think about it is the whole emphasis on Catholicism was what you do plus Jesus. This prosperity gospel is what you do plus Jesus. It's essentially the same formula trying to get different results, which is bananas. But what did you think about the, we are probably not even going to be able to get to, well, we talked about weeping over the city. So maybe we mix it, it in there. It won't be as long yeah, as but, this section, so it's fine. Um, but... You know, if you truly have a posture of coming before God and asking for something, but here's the thing, a lot of people that that love the Lord and have this servant heart, they think that asking for things from God is bad. Hmm. So this is not just for the person that, Tomorrow, God, I want you, please, dear God, let there be $2,000 in my bank account. You know, like, you know, just, 
you know, or yeah. please let me get this truck lifted high with the so and so tires and wheel combo and blah blah. I don't, I don't know about anything. About Why are you talking about people you went to high school? I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> so this is for both people. Mm. It's for the person like me who often forgets to ask. Mm. In scripture, it says, "You do not have because you do not ask." Yeah. Now, he's not. Sorry, that was our dog. You know, when when I come before God and I do ask something, it's really all about the posture of my heart. Mm-hmm. Is the is my heart and my will? Am I wanting to align with God? It's like when I pray and I ask for something like. You know, we really want a third child. Mm-hmm. And if I'm praying for a baby, I tend to to always pray like, God, like we really want a baby. It would be amazing if it was this month. However, mm-hmm. if it's not, Lord, like I still trust you. Yeah. You can see it all. You know the perfect time, the perfect moment, even though I want it to be right here, right now. You know the time in which we need that. Yeah. And so it's all about that posture of your heart. And in this scripture, again, to like remind, it's not, you know, you have faith, you pray, and immediately it happens. Yeah. Like Jesus with the fig tree, could it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could. If that's when God, if that was his will and that was his plan for it to happen at that moment, sure. But... You know, it's going to happen when God wants it to happen. Yep. So ask for, there have been times we pour into so many people and we hear things like, I just don't want to pray. I don't really, I don't know how to pray in front of people. I look at some people and they have this amazing prayer life and like, I don't have that. Or I suck at empathy. I don't really care about people. You know, I'm just like, suck it up, buttercup. God's got it. Let's move on. You know, you have, we hear all all these things. I have no patience. I'm screaming at my kids all the time. And I always, always say to them, have you prayed for that? Mm. It's very easy. And the first thing that comes to our mind is like prayer request time at life group. Let's, I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or, and we say these things then and we want other people to pray. But for some reason, we forget or don't want to take the time or we think we can't yeah we think we can't we think as a christian we should already have all this Mm. no we don't yeah i used to have a sucky prayer life i never prayed and then i was (laughs) very the spirit just prompted me pray for a better prayer life Mm. and god used somebody else at my church to come up to me and encourage me like I love hearing you pray. It's so encouraging, you know. I was like, in that moment, I was like, oh, my God, I prayed for that, like, months ago. And someone just, Mm. thank you. Okay, God. Okay. Like, he wanted to remind me, see, you prayed for that. I answered it. Yeah. And, you know, we prayed for years. We wanted to be out of the other house we were in, you know. We felt so cramped. I mean, whatever. We did. Mm -hmm. And we... Main reason, though, is we pray. We want more people to be able to come into our home and hear the Word of God and study it. And then we also want a bigger home. We want more children. And for, like, two, two and a half or so years, we would, like, 
go through this phase, looking at homes. We'd find something that we liked, and then we would pray, like, this is not the time God take it away. He'd take it away. And we would, like, oh, this sucks. And then we'd go, like, a while, and we wouldn't look at homes. And then so many years later down the road, I just find this random home on Zillow, and by the grace of God, like, we're in it right now. Mm-hmm. So it's all about, like, it's not, like, we can ask for these things. It's all about your posture, and it's not on your time. It's on God's time. That's right. I think that's a great place to end it. End this section? I mean. Let's let's read Jesus weeping over Jerusalem, and we'll just talk briefly over that. If, if that's something that you can do. I know you like to preach. I am insulted. You are not wrong, though. And this is in, sorry, I'm like getting all of my books here together. Luke, I believe, right? Yes. So we're going to be in Luke um, chapter 19, starting with verse 41. And I'm going to read this section um, for us. And when he drew near and saw the city, he wept over it saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace? But now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will set up a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side and tear you down to the ground, you and your children Mm. within you, and they will not leave one stone upon another in you. Because you did not know the time of your visitation. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you got to think about this. This is as Luke's recording this as Jesus is walking into the city. So it's not like my day's over. It's like he's walking into through the city and there's people, there's excitement, there's bus, busyness and hustle and bustle. Like, people are excited, but they don't grasp what's genuinely happening right there. They're screaming out that they want peace. Like, Lord, save me, bring peace. But they are missing the reconciliation that's happening right before them. Mm. So, I mean, it's... Imagine putting yourself in a situation where you're, you know, you're coming to fix something or you have a task that needs to be accomplished and everyone else is just excited that you're there, but they don't know what you're actually doing. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of like in today's times where like, yeah, we live in a sinful world and things are bad. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, we hear things all the time. If you're, we do not watch cable. We do not watch TV. The only thing, we are down to Amazon Prime, because we're Prime people. We get them Amazon packages. Amen. And then the other thing is through our church, we have this right now media app. And that's like all. So we, you know, we don't stay in like the media. Now we have phones and, you know, we can look up articles, but whatever. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah. But for there's a lot of people that are like, oh, my gosh, you know, so-and-so happens. God, save us. That's like the, the go-to term 
God, save our country. Save us. And I'm like, he already did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He done did it. Now you start living like it. <laughs> and a lot of these people I know are Christians. And I'm like, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, how much more for the people that aren't, that have no hope? Yeah. And but when I when I'm getting at by this is that people are so concerned with the hustle and the bustle, the things going wrong, and they are not like getting it. Mm -hmm. You are saved. This is a speck in the line of eternity. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's just it goes back to the reality is that a lot of Christians don't really know what Jesus saved them for or from. Right. They can, I mean, I think we're even guilty of this as we were younger and less mature is, what do you what do you know? Why do you believe, oh, Jesus saved me. Okay, what did he save you from? Why did he save you? What did he save you for? I think one of the things that we've missed, you know, with whether it, you blame it on postmodernism or whatever, the your experience is what defines your reality and when we say that we miss out on the reality that there's a training manual right <laughs> for believers yeah it's like the <laughs> you know a lot of people will they're just living life because they think they were born to just live life you know yolo you only live once well i don't I ain't going to live. I mean, I mean, I am. Do you know what I mean? People are like, oh, you're only alive in this world one time. So and live it then up. it's it. So, yeah, like live it up. And I'm like, I'm going to live forever, bitch. But anyway. All right. Well, <laughs> live forever, baby. No, but it's honestly like that statement. And not even that statement because it's not really used anymore. But that. <coughs> That, like, are we telling our age? Okay. YOLO 2022. <laughs> but that mentality is honestly just a reason for you to, or just a saying where you can just do whatever you want to do and you can just claim that's your reason. I'm sorry, there are dogs going nuts outside. <laughs> I thought they were chickens at first. No. <laughs> But, and I think this also, and just to end on this, is this is showing Jesus's heart. Mm. He truly doesn't want anyone to perish. You know, Jesus and God, we've talked about this before, the Trinity. This is God's heart. Mm. Weeping over, over people. Who are, huh? They're just missing it. They're missing it. They're perishing. And they don't even know it. Mm. You know, even on the cross, Jesus' heart was, oh God, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they freaking stuck him in the side and put thorns on his head and made him carry his own stinking cross up a hill. Bleeding, you know, blood just dripping, puddles, just horrible, just naked, just... 
you know, for me, ashamed, Mm. you know, yet he can say that. Yeah. In that moment. And somebody calls me a bad name and it takes me a year to forgive them, you know? (laughs) But this is his heart Mm -hmm. here in this moment. But all right, we're going to end it here. I think we're past that 20, 25 minute, but it's okay. This was good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So we will see you back here next time as we go into what happened on Tuesday. Bye, guys. Bye.